This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everyone? I'm back with another awesome episode of the Average Savage podcast. Got a special guest with me, NFL agent Ron Butler. Ron, how's it going? Hey, going well, man. I appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You ready for a fastball right after the gate? Let's go. <laughs> so what's it like? What's a day in the life like of an NFL agent? It's, it's, it's busy, man. It's never a dull moment. You know, whether you're, whether you're dealing with uh, client issues, uh, you're dealing with uh, the NFL or the NFLPA, you're dealing with teams. So for someone like myself, I deal with these, uh, you know, these different uh, situations on a daily basis. Monday through, I guess you can say Sunday to Sunday. For sure. Can you give me like example of something? Okay. Uh, let's say, for example, uh, a guy gets a unsportsmanlike penalty during a game. Yep. Uh, obviously, he's gonna get, you know, he's gonna get a fine. Um, it's my job to uh, appeal that fine for that player. You know, when you're working with so many guys, this can happen, you know, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, the, you know, as the rules are changing, you know, the league is getting very strict in terms of, you know, face mask calls. A guy can get a ten thousand dollar penalty for. Uh, or a $10,000 fine for a face mask call. And it's my job as an agent to go in and appeal that. And that's a process in itself, you know, in terms of guys getting released from teams mm-hmm. um, and then having to come back and try to find him another job, you know, it consists of that. It can also consists of traveling from city to city, state to state, you know, whether I'm going from East Coast to West Coast, you know, it's just, it, it, it's, it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. Sure. So you really have to love what you do. Yeah, yeah for sure. So, that's perfect for my next question. So how did how and why did you become an NFL agent? Honestly, man, you know, I love working with people. I'm a people person. I didn't have the law background in terms of um, you know, going to, you know, to practice law. You know, most most agents have their, you know, their law degrees and mm-hmm. they kinda of put them to use in terms of um, you know, being an agent in terms of the, the you know, the legality part of the business. But for somebody like myself, man, I love sports. I love working with people. I love working with young men and, and their families. And, um, you know, I coached high school football for a number of years. And my passion, my passion dealing with the players was to help guys get to college. Yeah. And I kind of took that, that same approach in terms of uh, becoming an agent where it was helping guys transition from college to the pros. Yeah. So I felt like, you know, why not tap into this industry where, you know, you want to help out guys. It's not all about the money, but it's all about, um, you know, building relationships and, and, and being, you know, building a, uh, a book of business where you're working with guys who actually trust what you do and what you say. So that was really my, my you know, my approach in terms of why I wanted to become an agent. Definitely, definitely. So why did you pick the NFL over other leagues? <laughs> Honestly, man, the <laughs> NBA and, you know, the MLB, obviously their contracts are guaranteed. Yep. You know, they can charge from, I believe it's 4%, 4 to 5%. The, the issue with with that is, uh, let's take the the MLB for example. You know, you have guys that are coming out of co- uh, high school that you know could potentially be first round draft picks or second round draft picks. That that the, the MLB is dominated by a couple of different agencies. Yeah, and okay. I knew, you know, with the rosters not being as big as the NFL, that it was going to be hard to really tap into. And not knowing a whole lot about the industry, not knowing a whole lot about baseball. I kind of felt like, hey, you know, let me let me look into something that I'm familiar with, which is the, 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 the game of football, having played and having coached it. It just made me feel, you know, just, just, just more in tune to the game itself and being able to talk about football with your clients and with, you know, 
gave me a sense of, hey, this is the direction I need to go in. Now, in terms of the, the NBA, you know, it's the same thing. You're dealing with guaranteed contracts. You know, obviously the, the money's a lot more. At the end of the day, you know, those high, those those guys that are elite level players, you know, the LeBron James, the Dwayne Wade's, the Kevin Durant, Steph Curry's, yeah. those guys go through a whole AAU process. You know, they're playing AAU ball for years while they're in high school. Most of the time, those AAU coaches have a funneling system to where they do, uh, where they kind of pass their players along to different agents or different colleges. And I just felt like for someone like myself, I really didn't want to get involved in that whole arena. I just think from a roster standpoint, there's only, you know, a few guys that are making super max contracts and max deals. And then you have some guys that are making average you know, average contracts, which is $10 million a year, which is still a lot. Yeah. But, uh, you know, just the roster itself, when you look at it from basketball to football, there's just so many, so many more players that are playing football than basketball. So that was kind of my reason behind that. I was going to say that, too, about the NBA rosters being a lot smaller than NFL rosters. A lot smaller. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what's the, what, what was the process like to become an NFL agent? Because I know you said you didn't go to law school. so And I know that's like kind of like a big myth because a lot of people say you have to go to law school. But I know that there are agents that didn't go. Right. I mean, for myself personally, you know, I graduated from uh, Florida International University with my bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. It was really about having contract experience, not necessarily dealing with NFL players, NFL contracts. But whether you're negotiating a contract, say, for a performance or a, you know, a, a, a business, you know, yeah. and you had to be able to prove that you had that experience to even be able to allow them to take the exam. Because I don't know if you guys know in regards to the NFL, it's only given the exam is only given once per year. Mm-hmm. OK, I'm not going to say it's a hard exam, but it's a very, you know, having if you have experience dealing with the industry. Um, then it'll be a much easier exam for you to take. For somebody that's kind of like just tapping into the arena, hey, I've always wanted to be an agent, don't really have a lot of experience, but, you know, I'm, I'm, um, I'm tapping into this thing and I'm studying, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm grinding, trying to learn as much as possible in a short period of time. That's where, you know, a lot of people try to do. And you find that a lot of people who take the test don't pass it because they don't really have the experience. Even with having a law degree, yeah. It still doesn't matter. That that test is is designed for you to. I'm not gonna say for you to fail, but it's designed for you to just just have experience and have knowledge of what it's you know what it's like dealing with the player on a day to day basis. And you know, so not to be long winded, but you know that's really what it's about. It's about hey, going in and take this exam. Most of the most of the uh, agents that go in to take it have to have a master's degree. They don't have to have a law degree. Yep. And then at the end of the day, you know, like I said, you get one shot to take it each year. If you fail it twice, you can't take it again. I believe the year, the number is five years before you can take it again. And so it's a, it's a very it's a very long process if you're if you're not prepared. for sure. Is that a yearly thing that you have to take the test, or is it a one time thing? Well, it's a one time thing, but they do they they just started doing this continuing education exam that they just have to take. And this is the first time that they've done it, which was 2018. You know, it's not a very difficult test, but you, I mean, you still had about 50 people that didn't pass the exam. I do think it's designed for you to, you know, have an understanding of, you know, the rule changes and, you know, just kind of brush up on your skills because it may have been three or four or five years since you've taken that, you know, that, that initial exam. And um, a lot of times people don't really use, you know, maybe the knowledge they've learned in terms 
Yeah, definitely. Obviously, that's definitely a key. Uh, who are some, who are some of your, uh, your current clients? Um, just to name a few, uh, I represent Levante David from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Represent Denzel Perryman from the Los Angeles Chargers. Travis Benjamin from Los Angeles Chargers. Philip Dorsett from the New England Patriots. Kareem Jackson from the Houston Texans and Patrick Robinson from the New Orleans Saints. Just to name a few. Gotcha. Dorsett might be uh, Tom Brady's guy this year, huh? Hey, man. I'm, I'm, you know, he's put in the work. You know, he worked his, excuse my lane, he worked his ass off this yeah. offseason. You know, obviously going into, you know, last year where, you know, he got traded <laughs> the week of the first game. Yeah. And it's not a situation where guys can just walk in the door, learn that system, and then be on the field immediately. So, he's, you know, he's put the work in. Tom has, has embraced him. He knows that he's put the work in, and, and I think he's he's in Tom's circle of trust. So you know, if you if you're playing with the goat, you know you gotta be you gotta be prepared, man. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So going after clients, what's that process like? I know obviously it's a different process getting either veterans or then getting rookies that are coming in from college. Right. I mean, recruiting guys that are coming in from college. Obviously, there are a lot of good players out here. There are a lot of big programs. You know, my job as an agent is to obviously find the right guys that, mm-hmm. that fit what I do. Obviously, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm representing you, so I work for you. But I like to make sure that I'm signing the right players. I'm, I'm, I'm signing the guys that get it, that understand that this, this game can end at any point in time. You know, also that in order for you to have a successful career, you have to abide by the rules. And, you know, you just you just... You know, just from a business standpoint, you have to understand that this is a business as well, not just the, the, the you know for the lovely game. And you know, if you can if you can do that, then those are the guys that I'm looking for. You know, going through each year, you know, you're trying to identify who those guys are, so that can be a process. You know, I try to do my best in terms of research and talking to different people. You know, using my relationships that I've gained over the years to uh, to just really find the right players. So. It's a lot of traveling. It's a lot of phone calls. It's a lot of getting to know people. It's a lot of getting to know their families in terms of the rookie process. In terms of, say, veterans, you know, you're dealing with guys who've already been through the agent process. They probably courted 25, 30 different agents during that process of, of being a rookie. You know, a lot of times those veteran guys already know what they're looking for. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, everybody's bill can kind of sound the same. Uh, I try to differentiate myself from, you know, just being different from every other agent, you know, and not go in and try to, you know, be a used car salesman or a car salesman. Mm-hmm. And um, I just kind of, you know, give them my spiel. Hey, this is what I've done. You know, this is my, my, my book of business. This is my track record. You know, I'm a, I'm a, by the, uh, I'm a relationship guy. Um, I know a lot of uh, veteran players are looking for that. They're not just looking for somebody to come in and do a contract. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the end of the day, if the if you know if it fits, then so be it. Sometimes it doesn't fit, but for the most part, you know, dealing with veteran players, that's just you know that's kind of how the recruiting process goes. Yeah, for sure. Now, when they're in college, like, what is the stipulation? Like, when could you like actually like sign them? Like right after their bowl um, game, or? Well, yeah, it's a, it's an after the season thing. Yeah. After their, you know, if it's a, a senior after his eligibility is up, which is that last game. If he's an underclassman, then obviously he has to declare for the draft. He can't hire an agent until he declares. Mm-hmm. In, t- in terms of recruiting and going after certain players, each state has different rules. Each school has different rules, especially when you're dealing with the bigger programs. Yeah. Um, there are certain guidelines that you have to follow as an agent. You know, in terms of different states that I've experienced, 
I want to say Texas, uh, st- uh, states like Texas and North Carolina have very, very strict rules and policies. And um, if you don't follow those rules, then, you know, you could be subject to, uh, you know, a felony. <laughs> yeah. if, you don't, if you don't do it, if you know, if you don't do it their way, if you try to do it a different way, then, you know, there's there's uh, some issues that you can face, some, uh, some consequences and repercussions. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So... Besides, I know we touched on it before, but besides getting the player of the contract, and now you said like going over like fines they get, like you do marketing stuff too. Well, what I try to do is, from a marketing standpoint, you know, obviously different companies, different brands reach out to me. You know, shoe apparel companies, mm-hmm. you know, car companies, uh, jewelry companies, and I'm gonna be honest with you. You know, I'm another set of eyes when it comes to the marketing side of it. Marketing is not my expertise, so mm-hmm. I won't go into a meeting, you know, trying to convince a player, hey, this is what I do from a marketing standpoint. This is how strong I am. That's that's not really my strength. Mm-hmm. My strength is, you know, obviously having relationships within the NFL, you know, using my, my relationships to, you know, shift different situations, obviously to get you your money. But when things come up, where you get fined or where you get suspensions or you get, you know, you get released or anything like that. Those are my expertise. So to say, hey, I have a marketing background, a marketing history. Yes, I've done some deals, but I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be as a, a potential uh, client and say, hey, this is my expertise. I would potentially bring in somebody that I was comfortable with under my umbrella who has a background in marketing and who can provide a player with those opportunities that he's looking for in terms of off-the-field brand. For sure, for sure. And how, how long have you been an agent for? I've uh, been an agent for six years, actually five years. I've been in the business for 10 years. I started off as an intern, you know, just really trying to get my feet wet, understanding the business. I kind of got grandfathered in mm-hmm. to this industry, and, you know, I learned a lot. I signed a lot of players over a short period of time, and, it, you know, it's really been about growth and, and having the understanding to represent my players to the, uh, you know, to the max. So that's 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 kind of my background. So from the beginning to like now, what would you say was like the biggest change, like um, with like social media and stuff like that coming in? Oh man, it, it's been a huge, <laughs> it's been a huge change. Yeah. You know, in regards to how much social media has really changed, you know, the sport. It, it, it's changed. Uh, you know the you know the amount of marketing and the amount of uh, content and the amount of um, you know just how fast the word spreads. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's you know from ten years ago to now, it's just it's like night and day. It's been like a complete three sixty. And um, I think it it has its benefits. I think at the same time it has some negative yeah. as well. So a downside. You know, sometimes information is put out there too quick. It may not be the right information. But uh, I think the guys and you know the, the with the amount of followers and, you know, in terms of brands, in terms of um, branding of a, a potential player, it, it, it can really benefit benefit a player to, to make a lot of money off the field as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What would you, what advice would you give somebody that wants to become an NFL agent or an agent in general? In the beginning, you know, this is not a business, a business where you're going to make a lot of money. Don't go in it specifically for the money. Go in it because you want to help guys, you know, become, you know, good players. You want to help them with their transition, but you want to also help them with their career post-football. So you really want to find out, you know, as much as you can in terms of how the business works. You want to, you know, develop relationships with 
different people, different companies, different teams, different scouts. And then once you're capable of doing that, you know, obviously, you know, the guys feel like, hey, you know what, this is a guy that understands the business. This is a guy that potentially can help guide my career. And the more that you know, the more that you can educate them, the more they com- they're comfortable with you. So it's not something that's a, you know, you're going to have overnight success. It's a very doggy dog business and you have to be prepared for that as well. But, um, you know, it can also be fun at the same mm-hmm. time. It can be fun. It can be exciting. You know, you're working in the sport of, uh, of football and, you know, you have to prepare yourself for, you know, some, a lot of roadblocks as well. But mm-hmm. I mean, for the most part, that's the best advice that I can give a young person in terms of this industry. And know, know your craft. If this is what you really want to do. Know your craft. Yeah, yeah I think that was uh, some perfect advice right there. Yeah. Are you ready for some fun questions? Let's do it. All right, so <laughs> if, you, if you weren't an NFL agent, what do you think you'd be doing? Um, I would definitely be coaching football. All right, that was easy. It was either stay where I am or it was either, you know, uh, I guess you can say they call it going to the dark side, which is what they, you know, they consider the agent business as the dark side. So it was either one, gotcha. of, the two, one, of, the, one of the other. Gotcha. Have you ever thought about crossing into any other sports, like to be an agent? I thought about going into basketball only because it was brought to me by a, uh, a fellow agent that, mm-hmm. that is a very successful baseball agent. Actually, excuse me, basketball agent. And just the, you know, hey, you know what, guy? You, you got four guys in the NBA. Those guys, on the average, if you're an average player, you can make $10 million a year. You can, you're charging 4 to 5%. You don't have to go around chasing, you know, guys that are, you know, late round draft picks and you're not really making a whole lot of money so it was very enticing to to hear him say that but um you know that that would probably be you know not not to contradict myself it'll it'll probably be the second sport that i would uh consider going into yeah yeah definitely so you you know the show ballers on hbo right 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 so do you think that show gives a realistic perspective of an agent i do i think the role that the rock plays which is more of a retired player who's Mm -hmm. In the you know more of a financial advisor, he's working for a financial advising uh, company, um, but then he's also dealing with you know the agents, so he's dealing with the players, not necessarily dealing with teams uh, from the financial advisor side. I don't really see that happen a lot, where he's dealing with GMs or contract people. So I think that that can kind of be you know just some extra added stuff that they're throwing in there. But in terms of the overall concept of the show. I believe that there's there's a lot of similarities. You can tell that there 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 are people that are writers that are probably uh, former players or you know tapped into the NFL to some capacity. Um, you can definitely tell that 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 you know they have a uh, they're on the right track in terms of you know how they come across in terms of the show. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Any uh, any crazy stories you could share with us uh, with your clients? Uh, you have to, you don't have to say any names. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I've had a couple, and I'm trying to, I'm, I don't want to put too much out there. Yeah. But I did, I want to say when I first started off, before I was a, a certified agent, there was a situation where a guy who was with the company, who was, who was a player who was with the company that I was, you know, formerly with, mm-hmm. he, he had a night out on the town, he ended up going to one of the uh, strip clubs, <laughs> yeah. and I guess he was, he got too intoxicated, and he beat on the ass okay and it was something that was it was crazy to, to me because I had never like 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 what would give you what would put the thought process in your mind 
bite this girl on the ass, and then she's, you know, she's, you know, she's bleeding, you know. So I have to come in. They call me. They say, Hey, Ron, we need you to come up here. Such and such is gonna get arrested for doing X, Y, and Z. So it's me coming in, kind of trying to, to uh, you know, just just step in and, and make sure that this kid doesn't go to jail. And um, you know, it was it was a long night to say the least. Yeah, for sure. That's uh, that. That sounds <laughs> like night. it should be on the Ballers episode. <laughs> nah, it definitely. Hey, you know what? If they if they had to ask me an idea for that show, I, that would definitely be one I would give. That yeah. would definitely be one. I think I think everything else is kind of kind of toned down a little bit. I haven't really had to deal with a whole lot. You know, I have a, a former player that passed away on a on a bike accident, mm-hmm. so that was a little. You know, you have to deal with that that stuff as well, especially when you when you're close to people and certain things happen and there's certain statements that you have to give. And, you know, going through that process, um, you know, it, it wasn't such a, a good process to have to go through, but things happen, situations like that happen. So as an agent, you have to be prepared for that as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't think sometimes people realize that, like, athletes are, like, human beings also. Right, right. Absolutely. So I appreciate your time coming on. And could you tell the listeners where to find you on social media or if they want to contact you about anything or questions? Definitely, definitely. You can you can find me on Instagram at Agent Butler one That's Agent, A-G-E-N-T, Butler, B-U-T-L-E-R-1. On Twitter, it's the same thing. And email, I know there's always, you know, people, you know, that are, uh, you know, trying to get into the industry and, you know, guys that want to intern, women that want to intern. You can email me at Ron, R-O-N, at EpicAgents.com. All right. Appreciate you having you on there. Hey, I appreciate you. All right. Thank you. Take care.